doctor for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. House Republicans say FBI whistleblowers told them the FBI used anti-terrorism tactics to target parents who spoke out at school board meetings against COVID and mass mandates. Russia's former president Thursday warned continued supplies of arms to Ukraine would lead to nuclear escalation. Unconfirmed reports that China's leader is being forced to step aside following an apparent coup following a meeting of China's ruling party, Politburo Standing Committee. With consumer prices hovering at a 40-year high, residents of President Biden's own home state are pointing the blame on him. The head of the NYPD's PBA blasting a call for reduced sentences for two suspects who allegedly firebombed an NYPD van during Black Lives Matter protests. Here's everything you need to know. House Republicans say they have evidence FBI whistleblowers indicate the FBI used anti-terrorism tools to investigate parents critical of school boards, COVID-19 and mask policies. That despite assurances from U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland to lawmakers that such practices would not take place. Representative Jim Jordan, the ranking Republican on the House Judiciary Committee, said the FBI's counterterrorism division created a threat tag to track investigations into parents who spoke out at school boards in opposition to vaccine and mask mandates, even though they were exercising their First Amendment right to free speech. Here's Jordan and A.G. Merrick Gartland sparring during a hearing back in October. First sentence of your memo, the very first sentence, you said, in recent months there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter, and we have been seeing over time threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's that's your source? The Ohio congressman said the use of the threat tag followed a controversial memo the U.S. Justice Department released on October 4th, 2021, in response to the National School Boards Association's appeal to use counterterrorism tools, including the Patriot Act, to target parents at school board meetings. A threat of nuclear attacks by Russia. Former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev, uh, Medvedev rather, Thursday warned that the pumping of Ukraine by NATO countries with weapons brings the risk of the conflict turning into a full-fledged nuclear war. Medvedev, who is now the deputy chair of Russia's Security Council, wrote in a Telegram post that such an escalation would be a catastrophic scenario for everyone. Here's Russia's former foreign minister, Andrei Kozirev. Uh, he's um, uh, rational as a game, rational, like one, like two plus two, four. Okay. It does not mean that he is smart, but he is rational and a rational guy who likes uh, the life. He will not start the nuclear suicide. The message comes about a week after Russia's foreign ministry claimed Moscow will not unleash nuclear weapons during the war in Ukraine, despite top officials threatening rhetoric. The conflict began February 24th. Well, blockbuster out of China. There are unconfirmed rumors in China and among overseas Chinese media indicating that Chinese President Xi Jinping will step down. It's over draconian COVID-19 lockdowns in Shanghai and elsewhere. 
The rumors followed a meeting of China's leadership group last week, the Party Politburo Standing Committee. Tobias Elwood is a conservative member of the British Parliament and chair of the House of Commons Defense Select Committee, speaking on Express.co. I, I fear that President Xi is now going to become more powerful than Chairman Mao, and whether he is returning and recognizing that there is a more peaceful but also more collaborative world that everybody benefits from by opening up you know, properly to the, to the West rather than what they've done. According to a YouTube video May 4th by a Canadian-based blogger, Lao Deng, a coup was launched against Mr. Xi at a meeting of senior party leaders in Beijing. Consumer prices continue to hover at a 40-year high. New personal price index figures for April show inflation jumped 11 percent in April year over year. The Biden administration is taking heat from consumers in President Biden's own home state of Delaware. People from President Biden's home state told Fox News it's all Biden's fault. President Biden, he's the he's the he's the cause of this. Um, if he would have opened up the, the the pipeline and and not didn't bow down to the hyper uh, climate control activists, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in today. The Biden administration blames strong consumer demand, pandemic-related supply chain issues, and Russia's war in Ukraine. Lighter sentences requested for two suspects who firebombed an empty NYPD van. This during Black Lives Matter protests during the 2020 Black Lives Matter riots. Sound there of the actual firebombing of that van. NYPD PBA president is Pat Lynch. He is blasting the request, asking the judge to impose as stiff a sentence as possible. During hearing in Brooklyn Federal Court in October 2021, 35-year-old Colin Ford Madison, 33-year-old Yuraj Rahman faced 10 years in prison. They now face just two years in jail. In a letter filed Tuesday, their former lawyers had their terrorism Charges reduced to conspiracy to commit arson due to a plea deal based on the defendant's lack of criminal history. Prosecutors want the pair to be given between 18 and 24 months behind bars. The sentencing judge, though, has the discretion to impose a sentence of up to five years. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, drizzle and light rain till just about 8 o'clock this morning. Cloudy skies throughout the day are high 66. Some Drizzle and dense fog overnight with a low 61, 20% chance of drizzle or light rain until late morning on your Saturday. Mostly cloudy, the high 67. Right now, 60 degrees, drizzle, cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, there's outrage among U.S. parents over the baby formula shortage. And as U.S. shelves sit bare, pallets of baby formula are being sent to holding facilities at the U.S.-Mexico border. Here's Florida Representative Kat Kamak. Something that I absolutely have to share with you right now is the craziness of the empty shelves Biden movement and the fact that they are sending pallets, pallets of baby formula to the border. Meanwhile, in our own district, 
at home find baby formula. Kamak posted photos to social media of empty formula shelves in Florida next to the pallets of food being sent to the border. She said in a video that a concerned Border Patrol agent sent her the image. She said the picture comes from the Ursula Processing Facility in Texas where thousands are being housed and processed and then released. More than 100 House Republicans, meanwhile, have called on the Biden administration to do more to address the ongoing shortage. Amid record high gas prices, the Biden administration canceled one of the most high profile oil and gas lease sales pending before the Department of the Interior on Wednesday. The DOI halted the potential to drill for oil in over one million acres in Alaska's Cook Inlet, along with two lease sales in the Gulf of Mexico. The move comes as Biden has taken a few actions to combat high gas prices, despite his administration's generally hostile approach to the oil industry. I understand what it feels like. I come from a family where when the, when the price of gas and food went up, we felt it. It was a discussion at the kitchen table. The DOI said the cancellations are due to a lack of interest in the proposed Cook Inlet and the conflicting court rulings in the Gulf of Mexico region that impacted work the proposed lease sales uh, as it was being done. The national average cost of a regular gallon of gas hit $4.37 Tuesday, and then a new record set Wednesday at $4.40, according to AAA. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Thursday that Democrats will present a bill on gasoline price gouging next week. This is a major exploitation of the consumer because this is a a product the, the consumer must have. The bill will enable the president to issue emergency declarations, making it illegal to increase gasoline prices, according to Bloomberg. Thursday, two of America's largest truck stop chains, Loves and Pilots, said they are closely watching low diesel fuel supplies in the Northeast amid growing concerns of industry-wide shortages. The concerns, while the U.S. exports over the past three months have totaled 2.9 million barrels per day of finished petroleum products like gasoline, jet fuel, and diesel being sent overseas, good for Europe, bad for U.S. supplies. The U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee voted 16 to 6 back in January on a bipartisan basis to advance a major tech competition bill. The American Innovation and Choice Online Act legislators governs reform for big tech uh, businesses like Amazon, Apple and Google. But Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has not advanced this bill for a vote in the U.S. Senate. More than 80 former paid staffers of the longtime New York lawmaker have leveraged their time with Schumer to secure prestigious jobs working directly with companies like Amazon, Facebook, Google and Apple, according to data compiled for The Post. We are proud of their success. We all know here that they have a bunch of money and that's fine. That's capitalism. But in America, we never rest on success. And one of the ways we do this is by figuring out what is working, what isn't working, how we fix it, so we rejuvenate our capitalist markets. That is Amy Klobuchar following the advancement of that bill in the House. The bill prohibits dominant platforms defined by criteria, including just how many users they have and their market cap, from discriminating against other businesses that rely on its services in what sometimes is referred to as self-preferencing. 
Apparently, Ukraine's military is making advances against Russia's military in the nearly three-month-old conflict. Ukraine's military destroyed three dozen Russian tanks, with Russia suffering military losses as well, after the Ukrainian army blew up a pontoon bridge over the Servesky Donetsk River in the Lushank region. Satellite images collected by geospatial intelligence firm Black Sky show the bridge was destroyed on May 10th after Ukrainian artillery struck the bridge and surrounding areas. North Korea fired several suspected ballistic missiles toward the sea on Thursday, according to South Korea. They are the latest in a series of weapons tests this year and came just hours after Kim Jong-un's regime confirmed its very first case of COVID-19 in North Korea. Japanese Defense Minister Nobu Kishi. The recent action by North Korea, including the repeated launches of ballistic missiles, are a threat to the peace and security of Japan and the region as well as the international community. This is absolutely unacceptable. Also, it is unacceptable to launch missiles while the invasion of Ukraine is still ongoing. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un ordered nationwide lockdowns to slow the spread of COVID-19. North Korea is one of the only countries in the world not to have vaccinated any of its population against COVID-19. The country has repeatedly turned down offers of vaccines through the United Nations COVAX program. 77. WABC Time Check, 515. Time to head over to Justin Ellick with a look at sports. Hey, Justin. Hi, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Another day, another New York Yankees win. 18-2 and in their last 20, 23-8 overall. The best record in baseball and a four-and-a-half game lead in the best division in baseball. The Yankees are an absolute wagon and are showing no signs of slowing down. Last night, they took their latest victim in the Chicago White Sox as the Big Bats showed up for the Bombers to hang a 15 spot up on the south side. Giancarlo Stanton homered twice and drove in a career-best six runs. And you guessed it, for an MLB-leading 11th time this season, all rise. Drill deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. A monster mash. Oh, what a shot by Judge. That call courtesy of Michael Kay and the Yes Network. Josh Donaldson added a three-run dinger late to put the contest out of reach. And the Yankees' bats will try and stay hot tonight in Game 2 of a four-game set with Chicago, set for 8.10 p.m. Eastern Time. That'll be ace Garrett Cole going up against right-hander Vince Velasquez. As for the Mets, they got back in the win column to secure a series win in D.C. as they sink the Nats by a score of 4-1. to one. Taiwan Walker shut down Washington, going for seven dominant innings of scoreless ball. And Mark Canna added this solo shot in the ninth to just about put things away. That's cool. Pen has been superb. They've retired 13 in a row. Canna hits one to deep left center. Back goes Thomas onto the warning track at the wall, and it's out of here. Mark Canna with his second home run of the year. That call courtesy of the great Gary Cohen. The series win keeps New York undefeated in their 10 series so far this season as they'll try and make that number 11 in Seattle over the weekend. Game one of that series against the Mariners is slated for 7-10 p.m. tonight with Max Scherzer pegged against Seattle's Marco Gonzalez. A couple of advancements to update you on across the NBA and NHL playoffs. The underwhelming 76ers fell to the Heat last night, 99-90, to lose that Eastern Conference semifinal series four games to two. Miami will meet the victor of the Milwaukee Bucks and Boston Celtics series in the conference finals. Set to begin next week on the ice, the Blues bury the Wild 5-1 to in St. Louis to advance to the next round, where the Colorado Avalanche are waiting 
patiently and uh, looking forward to tonight. The Rangers and Penguins back in Pittsburgh for Game 6. We'll see if the Rangers can stay alive in that one. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the Early News Sports Update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. All right, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Drizzle and light rain until about 8 this morning. Cloudy skies are high today, 66. Some drizzle and light fog overnight, the low 61. 20% chance of drizzle and light rain tomorrow until late morning. Mostly cloudy, the high 67. Right now, 60 degrees, a cloudy sky. Guys, drizzle on and off. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The Dow Jones has fallen for a sixth straight day after another wild session. The 30 stock Dow slid 103 points. The tech heavy Nasdaq eked out a small gain, and the S&P 500 fell slightly by 0.1 percent. The Senate confirmed Fed Chair Jerome Powell to a second four-year term as the central bank faces the highest inflation in 40 years. Powell's nomination, approved on an 80-19 to vote, has been on track for months to win bipartisan approval, despite unease over inflation and aggressive interest rate increases. Separately, Powell said the Fed was prepared to act aggressively to bring down inflation to its 2% goal, even if it created a short-term hit to the economy. For decades, the world has depended on China as a huge factor floor and market. As the country's economic growth crumbles, the pain is spreading globally. Lockdowns aimed at stamping out COVID-19 are ramping up activity in the world's second largest economy. Overseas demand for China's exports is fading as economies wrestle with surging prices and rising interest rates. The Trump Organization announced Wednesday it had closed on a $375 million sale of Trump International Hotel, a magnet for both lobbyists and ethics scrutiny during the Trump administration. The company made an estimated $100 million profit off what it called a record-breaking sale, despite a congressional committee's finding that the property near the White House lost more than $70 million while former President Trump was in office. The property's lease was purchased by CGI Merchant Group, which will rebrand the hotel as a Waldorf Astoria. I'm Frank Morano on 77 WABC. I'll be back Monday morning at 1 a.m. All right. Thanks, Frank. Looking at futures this morning, they're in the green. The Dow is up 278 points at 31,930. The S&P 500 up 47 and a half. The Nasdaq's climbed 217 and a half points. Gold is down $2.70 at $1,821.90. Crude oil at $107.11 a barrel. That's up 98 cents. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. A 15-year-old boy is charged in the shooting of a 17-year-old son of an NYPD officer. Wednesday's gunfire sent Masbeth High School in Queens into lockdown mode. Police do not believe the victim was actually the intended target. One of two suspects on a scooter opened fire, hitting the 17-year-old instead of the intended target, who was with the teen on Grand Ave. Two 15-year-olds were first detained for questioning but later released. The suspect was arrested due to information from the intended target. Students told ABC7 they're worried about things they shouldn't have to be worried about at their age. Not every day is, like, promised, and, you know, we're only 16 years old, so we still want to be here by the time we're, like, I don't know, 40-something. The 15-year-old student suspect is charged with attempted murder, assault, criminal possession of a weapon, weapon, and reckless endangerment. The injured teen, meanwhile, was treated at Elmhurst Hospital for a non-life-threatening injury to his left arm and release. Meanwhile, portable metal detectors arrived at the high school, Maspeth High School, yesterday morning. 
More than 4,700 weapons have been recovered in New York City's schools since the return to in-person classes in the fall, according to police data that was released Wednesday, including 16 guns. We are undaunted about our fight. We know what what we are up against. We need help. We're going to continue to do our part, but we do need help. We have to turn off the force. New York City Mayor Eric Adams there, over half of those were pepper spray and knives, which school officials suggested students could be bringing out of fear of violence. Close to 1,400 pepper sprays and 1,100 knives have been seized. At school facilities, 16 guns have been recovered, including two firearms since the late winter. Five guns were found last year. Tasers have topped at 416 this school year compared to 42 the year prior. School safety agents are also seeing more metal knuckles than in years past from 18 and 2020. 21, uh, the 2020-2021 school year to 104 in the 2021-2022 school year. Multiple state labor violations against the MTA last month. The state says these violations were tied to poor record keeping of attacks on transit workers and failing to provide required training to help workers deal with those incidents. The New York Post has learned the state's labor department said the MTA failed to record more than 200 assaults against workers over the course of 2019 and 2020. The Department of Labor also dinged MTA New York City Transit for missing required elements of the state mandate workplace violence prevention program and failing to provide annual workplace violence training in both 2019 and 2020. An MTA spokesperson said that the MTA is committed to working with the New York State Department of Labor to ensure compliance with all state regulations. A sticker shock for Con Ed customers. The utility is estimating 11 to 12 percent increases as New Yorkers and Westchester County residents crank up the AC heading into the summer months due to global increases in natural gas supplies. A Con Ed representative warned Thursday of these increases, saying they're passing on increased costs to the consumer. Current global events have had impact on the cost of natural gas. Natural gas is a major driver of electricity costs. Energy supply, delivery costs, and taxes each account for about a third of each customer's electrical bill. Con Ed and PSC both assure the public there will be enough power to meet peak summer demand. Well, babies aren't the only ones being impacted by the crippling formula crisis. Special needs kids and their frantic parents are also feeling the brunt. The shortage, of course, the result of the February 17th safety recall by formula maker Abbott over contamination concerns, and ongoing supply chain disruptions. It's had a crippling effect on New Yorkers and parents nationwide. It's getting pretty frustrating. Um, I've been to a number of stores. I went to like four or five stores yesterday. I was scraping the bottom of the uh, the can this morning, and I just had one uh, of the pre-made little bottles left. And so I saw this, and I, I came right over. As parents continue to struggle to find formula, New York's Governor Kathy Hochul said Thursday that the state's health department has stepped up communication with formula manufacturers in a bid to track production, supply, as well as shipments. An onstage outburst from Tony and Grammy Award winner Patty Lapone. She's starring in the revival of Stephen Sondheim's company. Lapone was part of a cast talkback with the audience following Monday night's performance. Lapone politely and repeatedly asked two people in the theater to pull their mask above their noses before she got angry. Put your mask over your nose. That's why you're in the theater. 
If you don't want to follow the rule, get the Oh, masks are mandatory in theaters until at least the end of May. Lapone also famously yelled at an audience member back in 2009 for taking a picture during a performance of Gypsy and took a cell phone from a different theater goer during a 2015 performance of Shows for Days. The show's lead producer said they stand with Patty and support her efforts to keep our entire community from patrons to ushers, cast to stage crew safe and healthy so we can keep Broadway open. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, some drizzle or light rain until 8 this morning. Cloudy skies throughout the day, the high 66. A little more drizzle and fog overnight, the low 61. Tomorrow for your Saturday, a 20% chance of drizzle and light rain to late morning. Mostly cloudy skies Saturday with a high of 67. Right now we have 60 degrees, cloudy skies, drizzle in some areas. Well, history in the making, an image of the black hole at the center of our Milky Way galaxy has been captured for the very first time. Karen Marangeli is the chief operating officer for the National Science Foundation, speaking during yesterday's huge announcement. This historic discovery has continued to inspire scientists to ask more questions and to look even for even more answers throughout our universe. The image released yesterday during simultaneous news conferences hosted by various institutions in seven countries reveals the black hole named Sagittarius A as a dark center silhouetted against a bright orange-yellow ring. Scientists say the black hole is four million times as massive as the sun. It's so dense that nothing, not even light, can break free of its gravitational pull. It's the WABC Early News. Amber Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, Judge Andrew Napolitano is weighing in on that leaked draft opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court on Roe v. Wade. We're talking with Judge Andrew Napolitano. Now, this leaked draft opinion, Judge, was written by Justice Samuel Alito. Do you think the leaker is from his chambers? No. I mean, I don't know who the leaker is. The fear is one of two people. It's either someone on the conservative side who is worried that one of the five who preliminarily agreed to the opinion might be wavering, and they want to sort of embarrass this person so he or she won't change his mind from the initial vote, or it's somebody from the other side who knows that that person is wavering and they want to scare the person out of the majority for fear that the uh, the House of Cards is going to come down. So it's probably, I don't think it's an outside person. I don't think anybody hacked into the Supreme Court computer. I think it's somebody on the inside who had lawful access to this. Now, whoever it was, if a lawyer will surely be disbarred, if a um, uh, federal employee will surely uh, be fired, might be a hero to his or her side of this, the pro-abortion or the pro-life side, but still it was horrific. You know, Deborah Roe versus Wade itself was leaked about three days before it was due to come down, but it was the final product that was leaked. What this person did by leaking a work in progress has made it nearly impossible for that work to be improved upon because if, if the final decision is different by one sentence, from the opinion that was leaked, all we're going to do is debate about why they changed this, why they make this change, were they afraid, did they react to public opinion? And that's not right. I mean, the Supreme Court is 
not intended to be transparent, and it's not intended to be responsive to the will of the people. It's the anti-democratic branch of the government. Its job is to say what the Constitution means and what the federal statutes mean, though the heavens fall. That's not me, though the heavens fall. That phrase is above the Supreme Court bench in the Supreme Court courtroom in Latin. Let there be justice, though the heavens fall. This is not one of the popular branches of government. Chief Justice John Roberts' judges called for an investigation, of course, into this leak. So what federal agency or agencies would investigate this? Well, the U.S. Marshals uh, work for the uh, judicial branch, and they have an investigative uh, division, um, parenthetically uh, staffed by ex-FBI agents. <laughs> so they know how to conduct investigations. But knowing this chief justice, as I do, he's not going to go to the FBI. He's not going to go to the executive branch of the government and say, hey, would you investigate this uh, leak? And you can listen to the full interview with Judge Napolitano and what he thinks will be the expected outcome on this on our website. We're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the Morning program coming up at 6 o'clock, the best morning show in the city. And here's the guest lineup at 740. Eric Ulrich, the commissioner of the New York City Department of Buildings with Bernie and Sid. Famed attorney Joe Tacopina, the famed criminal defense attorney with Bernie and Sid. That comes along at 840. And Rob Shooter at 905. Of course, the gossip columnist here on 77 WABC every Friday with Bernie and Sid. Magazine editor, talk show host and author. Always extremely entertaining. The Peerless Spoilers beat Bernie contest at 940. Don't miss it. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Have a great weekend and be back with us Monday morning at 5 for the 77 WABC Early News. Stay with us for Bernie and Sid. Coming up.